0: Recording. All right, we go from left to right, Michael. Tom Bernard Show with a legendary... He's not going to talk. Mike Gelfand. You're not going to call yourself (laughs) legendary? You don't want to be called legendary?
1: Legendary?
0: No, I said you're legendary.
1: Well... Um, yeah, not
0: necessarily in a good way, but sure. Okay, here we go. Let's Mike, this again. is
1: just an introduction. Yeah. we Tom, don't need
0: <laughs> Tom Bernard Show with a massive pain in the ass. Mike Gelfand. <laughs> there you go.
2: Special guest here I am Lisa Najarian and Katie Harms. <laughs> Catherine France
0: You're going to say R- hello, Tom?
2: Cassie Schrader.
0: And Tom Schreier is he here, too. I feel so sorry for you because you have to put up with Cy Amundsen on a daily basis. <laughs> it's got to be almost impossible. You put up with the Gelfand and Cy. Yeah. What's wrong? S- Sainly,
1: saintly. You could have stopped at Gelfand.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's right. I could just stop at Gelfand. We'll be right back. Kick things off, Tom Bernard Show. When it's time to shop for a new or used car, go to walzer.com and give them a shot. You won't be sorry. Walzer Automotive Group, walzer.com. What's better than that music? That's what I Uh, want to know. It's the best. We have a packed house today, which I I tend to like a lot. As a matter of fact, I don't mind packed houses at all. I've never heard the last name Nigerian before. Where's that come from?
4: It's Armenian. (laughs) Yeah. Mm.
0: (laughs) So how are all the boys, including your dad?
4: Um, everybody's great. Dad is good. He's good. going to be 91 this year.
1: Is he still cutting? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
4: no, but he cut up until he was about 83. Well, I remember
1: that. Yeah, he was still going strong. He was going
4: strong. I did a
2: Stringer report on his first, I think it was a pediatric liver transplant mm-hmm. over at the University of Minnesota. The first all one all those years ago. The mm. first one. I he, think. Yep. He
4: was the ma- or he yep. was the uh first guy. Father that gave her away at her wedding. Really? I really? Oh, was that? her name oh. was that Jamie, Fisk. Jamie Fisk. Jamie Fisk, yeah. Yep. She lives Wonderful. in Boston. Uh-huh. Yeah, that was a Wait uh, a minute, a Fisk remarkable. that
0: lives in Boston? Is she related to Carlton Fisk?
1: <laughs> I don't know. She probably Carlton says Fisk. she
0: does. Probably <laughs> yeah. He was a great great baseball player with the Boston Red Sox, Carlton Fisk, a catcher.
1: Remember uh okay. You remember uh well the great teams of the 70s and uh so one day i'm i'm uh, in boston covering twins game for the old minneapolis tribune and my my uh, sports editor who was kind of a putz he says well <laughs> nice guy he says well nice when, you, when you go to boston i want you to i want you to interview jim rice right
0: oh god yeah i said, oh I said well
1: it's really not going to happen he said no no i want you to try well jim rice didn't speak to the media, there he didn't no, speak to anyone. To anybody, and you know it's not easy to be a black player in Boston.
0: Oh uh, no, 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 no. It no, never no.
1: was. It never will be. And uh, so Jim Rice just he just said screw them all, and I don't blame him actually. So, but I said fine, I'll try. So uh, I go in there after the first game. I go up to Jim Rice. He's uh, he's staring at a little mirror that he had affixed to the inside of his locker, right. He's sure. very carefully combing his hair. Oh, of course. he, you know. So I say, uh, Jim, he doesn't look at me, of course, never looks at me. Didn't have any idea who was talking to him. He wasn't even interested in glancing down. <laughs> well, after all, he had a really, you remember what a great hairdo he had. Yeah, absolutely. That thing was a project. And it was beautiful. <laughs> Don't get me wrong. It was, it was a beautiful. project. He's yeah. right. Yeah. So he's looking there, and he's very, he's got a few follicles left, and, you know, <laughs> he's, he's looking very carefully. Yes. And I And I come up to him. I said, Jim, he doesn't look at me, of course. He just kind of, like, goes, huh? I said, Jim, I, I'm just wondering if I could uh, ask you a few questions. Again, making total eye contact with the mirror. He says, <laughs> nope. Nope. I said, thanks, Jim. Thank you. That'll
0: wrap it up. Yep, that's that was. It.
2: That is he, a project hairdo.
0: He did something I have never seen another human being do. He struck out. He did not break his bat. He struck out, but he snapped his bat over his knee. Yeah. Try that sometime. I think he was
1: the first guy to do
0: that. Try that sometime. You cannot I've do seen, it.
1: And actually, I saw a lot of players try to do it. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh absolutely. And not, when sure you I think about femur.
0: that, when you oh. think
1: about that, this is, this shows you that a lot of baseball players are not that bright.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I go from strong to not that bright. Oh, that's goes really that Minnesota nice. Twins
1: the other? <laughs> but, but no, I'm not, talk- I'm not talking about Jim Rice. I'm saying, so you, you think that's a cool thing to do, right? Yeah. So you strike out and you say, this is what I'm going to do. This is why baseball players, they don't always think things through. Think about it in terms of risk-reward, right? <laughs> This would not be the time for you to experiment in right? front of 40,000 right. people and a few million watching. So I'm going to give it a try. And, of course, they fail miserably. Yes. And they turn what was supposed to be an act of bravado into a shameful moment they will never live down.
0: Big, big bruise Clearly. right above their yeah, knee. Right. Big bruise right there. Uh, it's wonderful to have you back in studio, Mike. It's been, uh, you know. Well, it all started what 32 years ago.
1: Yeah, 32 years ago, and phenomenal. Uh, from my perspective, I, I, God, if the show was an afternoon show, that's,
0: you know, well, I'd Mike. still be on it, Mike.
1: Well, there is that.
0: Ah, uh, <laughs> you know, the radio's turning toward talk a lot more. Well, it sure uh, is. Uh, don't I'm you just
1: think? Telling you. Don't you think? I don't want to get too inside baseball, but don't you think that basically AM radio is going to be. Uh, I mean, we know it can't last forever.
0: It's going to dispatch cabs in about another month. What is it? Yeah, exactly.
1: <laughs> what does it do about it? an eight-share in this market?
0: Not even, I don't
1: think Not even? Really? I so, mean,
0: look, when Joe Suchere and Pat Royce can't draw an audience, AM right. has got... Big
1: yeah, like yeah. they're doing a one-share. Phen-
0: yeah, they're phenomenal.
1: So they're very good. and But but that's a good example. Don't you think that podcasting is kind of becoming the new AM radio? Yes,
0: and someday it'll become the new FM radio. Right, eventually, it yeah. will. But At the end of my career. Probably.
1: Well, yeah. <laughs> yeah, there is that. Fingers crossed. Ahead of your
5: applesauce. time, Tom. Ahead of your time. Okay, no. two
0: things I must tell Lisa Najarian. Uh, number one is your father is one of the few people on earth, when I shake hands with, he dwarfs my <laughs> hand. <laughs> and
4: He's they're the got- softest.
0: Yeah, he has very soft... Mm-hmm. Hands. I didn't want to bring that up, please. It's, okay. but, you know, has it's a all body that
2: scrubbing for right? surgery. Yeah. But
0: he, I have big hands, but his hands are massive. Mm-hmm. He's
2: a big and guy. And
0: last time I saw your father, it was at a benefit, some kind of... It was... Uh,
2: uh Was that Paul Olson's? Dr. Olson. might have
0: been. Yeah, You might. it, it might have been a kidney foundation. Yeah. Nephrology, yeah. So here comes your father. And he goes, hey, Tom, how are you doing? I said, not bad, doctor. How are you? And he goes, I still used... See, you still have a face for radio. Like, yeah, thanks, Doc. Well, yeah. thanks that a lot. like him.
1: <laughs> oh yeah, oh,
0: absolutely. And
1: those, those were the days too, when you needed those big, strong hands to be a surgeon. Today, I could be a surgeon. My <laughs> hands
0: are smaller than Donald Trump's. You just push so got some small hands.
5: <laughs> you know what? The most interesting <laughs> thing about that is we've talked about that before. Is with those big hands, but you think about they tiny, little. He's working on pediatric, oh, little, yeah. tiny people. I know. With big hands, with little tiny tools and the steadiness that he needed to have. Yeah. And I love the fact that you keep calling him your father because you really, truly, it's Lisa's father-in-law. Father-in-law, yeah.
4: But but he really He's is
0: just like my you dad. You
5: call him dad.
0: Yeah, you do call him. You always did, didn't you?
4: I always have. Yeah, and I thought I, so. Tell you, can I tell you a little ironic story? Nope, you're out. Okay. So, my real father had renal failure, and we oh, are okay. from California, right. and we were in the Bay Area when Pete's dad was at the University of San Francisco. And it was, you know, he's a pioneer in kidney transplantation, and so my father needed. A kidney transplant, and he was called twice to get one. And he never wanted to get a transplant because he was afraid that they weren't going to work. And had he had the transplant, it would have been Pete's dad who would have done the transplant on my father. Right. So subsequently, my father passed away when I was 12. So when I met Pete's dad, I took him on as my own father. And he's always been just so gracious and great. He's a wonderful man. How's Pete? He's great.
0: I haven't talked to him in a while either.
4: He's wonderful. He is... um, He does a show on CNBC a couple days a week. I see him on there, yep. And he does stuff locally around here. And he has a a wealth management fund out of Minneapolis and a couple of other things. He's busy, busy, busy. And And he does the dishes.
0: He does the dishes. Does the dishes, and he picks up the dog poop. Tell him to uh, come him. off a little dough and buy a dishwasher. <laughs> I, just be an idea. He's a dream yeah.
1: man. I think I'm
0: attracted to him. <laughs>
5: <laughs> He's
1: dream Ken. Exactly.
5: He's dream Ken. So well, now, with all that, I want to talk about Lisa forget it i yeah. want to i'm okay. demanding out, equal time well, it's to talk than, about lisa it's I better than <laughs> talking
1: about volleyball well oh, before oh <laughs> yeah oh, oh, before, right we, over talk. The bowl,
2: before we talk Not
5: about
1: over the
6: bowl, what you're up
2: to though we have to take the over and under on uh, over under i
1: don't know how to bet i'm sorry
2: yeah uh, it's the over on, under on what kind of symptomology you'll have in the next few days after we get done talking about <laughs> oh. <it>. Oh. <laughs>
1: There's nothing left. (laughs) There's nothing left to do. Um,
2: Oh, I bet there might be a new one or two.
1: Well, maybe vaginitis.
0: That's probably not going to happen. Probably not going to happen.
4: I don't have vaginitis.
0: It could have happened to Steinmetz, though. I've got a vaginitis. Uh, Before Katie begins to talk, I will have, you know, I was sitting in the studio here by myself, because I get here on time, unlike everybody else.
2: Oh, on occasion. Uh, But in any case. again, we need a chart. Katie Harms comes
0: walking in. She she goes why don't you like me i said what she goes, why, why don't you like me i said what are you talking about she goes you're always nice to me that is a, that you're is nice a fatal someone, sign it I is if i'm nice to you it yeah. means I don't I like really you That's very true. you
5: started out not nice to me so i thought we were going well get, and then yeah, all i of to get sudden. back to it
0: okay let's do your lame interview there
5: <laughs>
2: <laughs> do you feel better now no it's lisa
0: it's i'm one of those guys i grew up in north minneapolis and no matter what you would say, to some Hey, good morning. Yeah, nice shirt. <laughs> you know, it's just how they are. Also,
2: a big family where you know. And a, band, a huge lot of people
4: get along well with the Nigerians. Oh yeah, yeah, I family. do. And whenever no, I don't see like them
0: very that. often, but but yeah, when I did see them, I I, I got along. I, at least I think I got along well with them. So yeah, I I understand that absolutely. So Katie, arms.
5: You know, I I'm gonna let Lisa tell you what she's doing, but I will tell you with a name like Nigerian, um, to kind of set yourself. not even a part, but just to take that and use it for the benefit of other people and do what Lisa's done in a short amount of time has been pretty amazing to watch. So Lisa is the executive director and founder of the Twin City Lyme Foundation and has been working tirelessly because 20 years ago... I was sick. You were very sick. You were? (laughs) And I'll let you take it from there.
0: Did you have Lyme disease? I do. Well, somebody just texted me and said, you're a pill. Okay, thank you. <laughs> so he was just showing me that he likes me. There you go. Yeah, uh, you pill. It says, from Joe in Louisville, you pill. I
2: thought that was from me. That <laughs> yeah, might have been from Kathy. My auto text to you um,
0: must be off. So you had Lyme, you, once you have Lyme disease, do you always have Pretty Lyme disease? That's what I heard, yeah. Yeah. Um, um,
4: so, so let me just say very quickly, I appreciate your introduction. Um, I, I No matter what my last name is, I would have st- started this because I'm so passionate about it, and I was so sick. And I am still not super great. Um, so to your point, to your question, if you can catch it early enough, if you have a target rash and you know you were bitten and you can get on antibiotics very quickly, mm-hmm. it's a different story. I went 16 years undiagnosed. Oh, you're oh. kidding. So I will uh li- probably live with it until I die, um, unless they find a cure, which would be wonderful. Um, how many people does it affect? Uh, there are over 300,000 cases diagnosed each year. Every year. However, 50% of the people who test, test negative. So you can imagine mm-hmm. how well, many people sorry. that is that False actually negative. do have
1: Lyme disease. No, my, Lyme son. Di- my son has. it. Really? Yeah. He's, uh, he's a he's passion, a passionate mushroomer. And there's really no oh, more efficient yeah. way Foresting. to get Lyme disease. Oh, yeah, you got that? Yeah. Right. yeah.
6: Forests. Yeah, yeah. Not not
1: a great thing.
0: Dicks love them. That's like a punchline to a joke. What? Or the beginning of a joke. Yeah. A Jew walks into the forest.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he, and does he does he make a kvetch? I know. You <laughs> he, <laughs> he
0: always <laughs> think <he> does. <laughs> You always think desert, always. It's I mean, always I, desert. I like never
4: my, mo- my whole paternal side was Jewish, so I feel like I'm in good company. Yeah, absolutely.
0: Absolutely. There's so, no better Jew than Mike. I like no. this. No, no, you talk about observation. This is me.
1: I, I know the name of three holidays just for starters. I like it. Every year. Remember, every year in the show, someone would say, well, why are you here today? You know, it's Rosh Shana. And I'd say, it is? No one told
2: me. <laughs> <laughs> it should be on your Facebook calendar. Tom would know, and
0: I wouldn't. Yes, that's true. I still love Pat Miles' story about calling uh, CBS in New York. She wanted to talk to someone. And the person answered the phone said, well, he's not here today. It's Rosh Shana." And the person said, well, listen, Rush, <laughs> <laughs> she thought the guy's name was rush Hashana yes that's my name
4: where is pat miles these days she was I haven't she was seen her in a while their neighbors forever uh, nigerians,
0: nigerians oh yeah. yep. neighbors forever yep. yeah i don't know i haven't seen pat in a while i always got along. i i love Pat. you know miles. she
1: she moved into uh my neighborhood many years ago she did and they had the uh you know you've Saw the house I lived in. It was, sure. you know, it was a nice house. Fairly I think I modest. saw
0: the house. I carried the carpet up but by I, you myself. Know, I knew we were going
1: to go there. And the minute I said it, I thought, oh, God, here we go.
0: Honestly, yeah. Hey, Tom, can you come over to my house and help me with the carpet? Well, by know, helping with the carpet means I have to carry the whole damn roll up by myself.
1: Oh, well, well, how was I going to lift 300 pounds of carpet? <laughs> well, that's
0: absolutely right.
1: There, there wasn't anyone in my neighborhood who could do it. <laughs> no, that's the real truth. So, Pat Miles. They get the biggest house in the neighborhood. You know the house, the house like by by the big, uh, by France field there? Yep, the one that yep. goes around the corner. Yes. The wraparound house. Mm-hmm. We always called it huge house. And uh, so there she is. She's gardening in front of this massive house. And, uh, and I come by and uh, I, I say hi to her. She didn't know me. I barely knew her. But anyway, I, I said, well, you know, it's great that you're in the neighborhood and all. And I didn't want to. You know, didn't want to keep her or anything. Sure. And so, uh but I just wanted to make pleasant conversations She said, "Yes." Uh, you know, she said, "We we uh, we really like it here." You know, we we really wanted to downsize.
0: Oh God, oh. <laughs> Pat, don't say that. No, no. Don't say that. It's not a good thing to say.
2: You know, from eight thousand square feet to seven thousand is. Really a big, well, a I mean, big she, step
0: down. Well, <laughs> Pillsbury, Pillsbury Mansion's only 32,000 square feet. You could buy that that's for right, it's seven point nine right? million. But they're they're going to tear it down. Yeah, they're ripping yeah. that.
1: Down. Well, they're gonna, that's right. They're going to tear it down. Yeah. What say. I'm going to
0: do is I'm going to take a very quick break here, and then Lisa Nigerian's going to talk right. all about Lyme disease and what you can do. 16 years undiagnosed. That's terrible.
4: Yeah, going on 20 years
0: now. We will be back in two minutes. Lisa Najarian with us, and what? What the hell's her name? Oh, Katie Harms. <laughs> We'll right I'm feeling so much Bernard, better
5: now. Yeah.
0: yeah. Tom Bernard here with the founder and CEO of North American Banking Company, Michael Bilski, he was here to talk about a great service at an app that you can get and use from North American Banking Company. It's called XCheck. All right, Michael, my buddy, my pal of mine. Why do I need this? And why is it? Cool? We developed the app to compete with the other payment applications across the country. We wanted something that was safe, secure, easy to use, and most of all free. Say for example, Alex needs some money and you wanna send her some money, you can do it right away in the payment app and would get into her account without her having to go to the bank. Most convenient for the princess in your life. And the Prince Andy too, because I wouldn't want the kids have to leave the house to get cash. I wouldn't want that. No, there'd be no sense in that. You'd have to buy the gas then too, just nice. like at my house, Tommy. <laughs> They're gonna love it. This is Tom. Why not bank with my banker, North American Banking Company? Celebrating 20 years of providing a better banking experience. Member FDIC and equal housing lender. little Stevie Wonder for Lisa Najarian. Lisa's here new foundation to build awareness and aid in proper Lyme disease diagnosis in Minnesota is it is it close to proper now or are we still got a ways to go the diagnosis. We have a
4: lot of we have a long way to go we do still we do um, mm-hmm. the fact that there's no awareness out there we're the second hot spot in the nation
0: that's what I heard and
4: we moved right. here a little over three and a half years ago and people were still thinking that Ticks fell from trees. Um, yeah, that's right. You know, there's a ton of different myths about it. And just to clarify for all of you, um, lime is pronounced lime, not with an S Lines, at the end. Right. It's not limes. A lot it comes of people from, say
0: lime. It comes from
4: Lime, Connecticut. But in the Midwest, mm-hmm. everybody calls it lime. So I'm here to set you straight.
0: <laughs> L-Y-M-E, lime. L-Y-M-E. That's L-Y-M-E.
4: It. So, yeah. Um, yeah, there's a, uh, there's, a, there's a huge need for awareness. It's part of what our foundation does. The other part of our mission for our foundation is to help people. We help fund people who are in need to get them to a proper Lyme literate diagnosis, the Lyme literate practitioner so they can get a proper diagnosis. So when I say Lyme literate, it means that these doctors are trained by ILADS, International Lyme and Associated Disease Society. Mm, okay. And they're more experienced. They've seen more patients that have Lyme disease. Not uh, when, I was, when I was saying earlier that 50% of the people test negative, um, it's because Lyme can lie dormant in your system. And so it skews your white blood cell count. So when you have a blood test, it can screw it up and it can test negative. Okay. So, and it can do that for years and years and years. It's one of the only diseases that can break the blood-brain barrier, so it's it's it's, it's very it's a convoluted disease. So, anyway, um, under a microscope, Ly- a cancer looks like cancer. Lyme can look like fibromyalgia, ALS, Parkinson's, multiple sclerosis. It can be, it can be. It's called the great imitator for a reason because it can. Trick you into thinking that it's something different, so it gets mixed, misdiagnosed all the time. It's the issue with the insurance companies as well. That's oh, a whole nother story god. that I'm not even going to talk yeah. about. Oh god, but, it's just such but, an irritation um, altogether. If you go to your urgent care on the corner and you say I was bitten by a tick, chances are they're going to give you a week, maybe two weeks of antibiotics, doxycycline. You really should be on antibiotics for at least a month. Oh, um, yeah. So. So our mission, really, is to get you to a proper Lyme-literate practitioner to diagnose you. They don't even need to do a blood test. You can come in, tell them all your symptoms, and go through your past history. And if they put you on antibiotics and if you react a certain way, that's a telltale. If you do something called a Herxheimer reaction, which means when the antibiotics get into your system, they kill off bacteria and they release toxins into your system and you get sicker oh. and that's called a Herxheimer reaction and if that happens then you probably have Lyme disease if you take antibiotics and nothing happens then that tells how, you something how do they know it's not a reaction to the antibiotics well, I think you have a different, well, I don't I don't know, I'm not a doctor, but okay. I believe that you would have a different reaction to the antibiotics. The people that I know that can't take antibiotics have a completely different reaction. It's more of an allergic reaction, okay. as opposed to the symptoms that you already have are exacerbated. You okay.
1: know, and one of the things that I discovered, because my son has Lyme, is that Probably there's a, there's a better than 50-50 chance that when you go to a doctor, they won't really know anything about Lyme disease. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's educating doctors is probably more important at the moment than educating the people who have it.
4: There's a doctor up north, uh, Force Lake-ish, Dr. Mahoney, I believe her name mm-hmm. is. And Betty that- Mahoney. That's that's right You um, made that up Pat and, Mahoney role. No Betty <laughs> Betty oh, Mahoney I you said Patty Betty Mahoney, Mahoney <laughs> Originally from Roseville So I went to see
0: Patty Mahoney <laughs> And she knows All about Lyme disease
4: It's her mission To educate doctors mm-hmm. But as we all know Doctors can be Very arrogant And they think That they already no. know not in <laughs> They already
7: know. <laughs>
5: <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. So sorry, Katie. <laughs> you want your Did doctor to be that? arrogant. You want an arrogant doctor. Do you want you want to your surgeon point. to be doc- sure. arrogant sure. to a point? To you a want to point. point. To, be yeah.
2: Yeah. to a point. Yeah. Absolutely. To yeah. a point.
1: And then yes. they can spend hours trying to kill you in the operating room. <laughs> <table.
0: laughs> and then you have to sue them. But That's, uh, that's another story. Other than that, though, it's yeah. good.
2: So, Tom, all this time I thought you were nuts. Every time a bug comes near you, you go on antibiotics for him months. Oh, so I'm not, I'm not I, a big bug guy. I think you're right.
0: There were no <laughs> bugs in North Minneapolis when I grew up. I'm sorry, the bugs wouldn't come on the north side. <laughs> they were afraid. <laughs> they were afraid to come down there. Um, did, they, did they still think, I know that one time they thought that Lyme was connected to ALS somehow. Is there still some thought of that?
4: Um, Well, what Lyme does when it's in your system is uh, it depletes your immune system. So whatever you might have, something that is already lingering in your Mm. system. So I don't know if you know or not, but my brother-in-law passed away from ALS. Oh, I didn't know that. So there's Pete, who's the youngest, Paul, two years older, Dave, two years older, and John, two years older. And Paul... Uh, the closest in age to Pete passed away in 2014.
0: I didn't know that. I'm sorry to hear. I, mm-hmm. I had no well, idea you. that. Happened.
4: So part of uh, part of what we were going through, or what what he was going through, I should say, is they were trying to find out if he had Lyme disease. Mm-hmm.
7: Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, there that was go. always
4: a question, mm-hmm. because the the symptoms uh, resemble. Symptoms of ALS, like I said, right, right, like yeah. I said, yeah, so they're not necessarily connected per se, mm-hmm. but they do look alike. Also, we have another friend here in town who has something called Parkinsonism, so he shakes, he doesn't have Parkinson's, he has Lyme disease. Oh. And so they figured out that he has Lyme disease. We have other friends that have. Uh, Chris Christopherson is a great example who they thought he had Alzheimer's for years and years and years. And then he went and tested for Lyme disease and tested positive. So they got him on antibiotics. And now he can walk and talk and do what he was doing again. I mean, what? I mean he's older. He's 80, 80 something years old. So he's not, you know, what he was back in the years. But. He sure. um, he never he didn't have Alzheimer's. He has Lyme disease. <sighs> that's incredible. Well, I to should me. tell the that listeners that in this day and age that this goes on. It's awful.
0: People who are not watching on YouTube, when Lisa was talking about, uh, you know, uh, this is happening, that's happening. As soon as she said, uh, and then when you're older, and she looks right at me, what's <laughs> that all about? Well, when you're older, <laughs> I saw that. I saw it. I, yeah, I, I did not know that. That's. Uh, uh, not very he was not very old how old was he
4: he was uh 50 was he 51 maybe 52
0: it's so weird for me that the nigerian boys are in their 50s Uh, it's just weird
4: he's the youngest and he's 54 um yeah that was that was a a sad loss that was Uh, no uh, doubt at his funeral there was uh i think we we had seating for 150 or something and There was standing room only. Katie had to stand. There was something like 300 people there very well-loved.
0: Katie likes to stand anyway because she's taller yes. than most but she men. She had to yes.
1: stand because she didn't want to obstruct anyone's view. <laughs> <laughs> and we'll oh, go with that. And no. May it... We're talking height. Yeah. We're I talking height. Let me just say on behalf of my, of my brethren, we thank you.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah, thank you. I appreciate <laughs> I that know
7: they
2: so love you. much.
5: I know, I know right? I'm feeling the love from you guys beyond belief. You know, Lisa and I met years ago.
0: Beyond belief in Hawaii. Oh, you did?
5: Dana and I were Dana and I were on vacation and we happened to be there the same time the Nigerians and we have the funniest Nigerian stories. The first time I met John, Big John was when Dana was in medical school. He went back to medical school at 32 years old. He was an engineer and went back. And and Meg Nigerian, John's wife, was in charge of the medical student partners group, of which I was one of. And they would have events. So she was really involved and invited us all out to their river place. And I was in charge of the game to get everyone mingling. And it was the game in which you put someone famous on a name tag and you put it on their back. And you have to go around to each other asking Questions about to try to guess who you are. Mm-hmm. And Dr. John is sitting inside watching football. It's a Saturday afternoon. Shocker. He's watching and he's, <laughs> yeah, he's that, not I'll out and yeah. he's not mingling. And you know me. I'm like, hi, I'm Katie. Come on, you got to come out and play. And he's like, mom, mom I'm dragging, <laughs> out, dragging him out to play. And I put a name on the back of his back, Engelbert Humperdinck. his
0: <laughs> sure. back. Absolutely. And
5: you cannot believe how many people didn't know who the hell Engelbert Humperdinck was. He goes, oh, no. people the don't know. composer or the
0: fake one? They didn't know either one?
5: <laughs> didn't know. The medical students, because Dana was much older uh-huh. as a student. You know, um. the other the other spouses and all that were 22, 23, <sighs> were 31, you know, didn't know. So we laughed about that, and he still, he would always laugh about me dragging them out to be social with the group. So that was a lot of fun. But anyway, back to Hawaii. We met in Hawaii vacationing. Her kids were very little. We just hit it off. We've kept in touch over the years, but when they came back to Minnesota, and we share the Lyme diagnosis, although I'm I'm much better. I didn't have it nearly to what Lisa had it, but undiagnosed undi- for many years. So there's been a lot of similarities, but I think to be able to pull together what you've done in the past year and put together a group of people that have worked tirelessly to tirelessly do that is amazing. Thank you. I appreciate that.
4: Um, the the people that are on our staff and board of directors they warm my heart. They um, they work as if I'm paying them a million dollars an hour. It's it's amazing to see the support and the teamwork that everyone has has put forth. We have a gala coming up uh, September 8th. Um, and we've worked tirelessly for the past couple years on getting this together. And it's amazing what a group of passionate people can do. And I think that it, you know, I don't want to pat myself on the back, but I think that they're passionate because they care for me so much. And I think that, and they see the days that I'm sick and they see the days that it's hard for me to move, and they see that I sit at my computer all day long, it seems, and, and work endlessly trying to get things together, and um, they they pull their weight. It's great.
0: It is a wonderful thing. Well, it's, see, it's great to bring attention to this. Oh, i got to tell you one Engelbert Humperdinck story. <laughs> of course you do. Now, there was an, a classical composer named Engelbert Humperdinck. He was the original Engelbert Humperdinck. I, then the so- I think... Engelbert Humperdinck's real name is like Tom Dorsey or George Dorsey or something, <laughs> something like that. Something like that, yeah. It's something like that. So when he would appear on stage they would give him cue cards to read because he wasn't really good at schmoozing. That's or, a shock. Oh uh, yeah, what a shock that is, right? So, uh Marianne Sullivan was at uh, I think she was in the orchestra time, really? t- yeah she was playing in the orchestra well, at the time uh, i love marianne yeah. she's a wonderful person i didn't know she
1: was. i didn't, I didn't old, know very
0: talented he was a very talented musician.
4: arnold george dorsey
0: so arnold george dorsey I was close yeah. i thought it was george dorsey but arnold dorsey Pretty close i just call him ad but <laughs> so marianne is in the orchestra behind engelbert humperdinck and he's given a new cue card and he, it's kind of like palms it so you can't really see it. it's kind of like this you know, he's actually holding it in his palm, but you can't see it because he's just holding his hand up. And he goes, you know, I've, I've been asked by several audience members to reveal the fact that uh, you remember, of course, Magnum P.I., Tom oh, Selleck.
1: Oh, yes. You remember the story, don't <laughs> yes, you? Yes, now I do, yeah. Uh, yeah.
0: So Tom Selleck's Magnum P.I. at the time, and he, but, you know, he's wearing the short shorts. Total babe. Total, babe. Total no babe. No doubt about it. Mm. So Hupper Hink says, a lot of people in the audience would like me to mention the fact that, uh, I remind them of Magnumpy. <laughs> Magnumpy. He said Magnumpy. Okay. Not Magnum P.I., Magnumpy. 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 Okay. Yeah. Uh, That's bad. who you look like, Engelbert.
1: No walking that one back. <laughs> <laughs> no, you can't
0: walk that oh, one back. There's no doubt about it. How do people reach out to the new foundation uh, if they do... If they even suspect they have, if you suspect you have Lyme disease, you want to take care of it, right?
5: We
4: have an assessment on our Excellent. website, uh, twincitieslime.org It's the best way to get a hold of us. We have an assessment on our website where you go through a series of, <clears throat> excuse me, personal questions and your symptoms. And we uh, we we review that assessment and then we connect you with a Lyme literate practitioner we've got a couple practitioners that have partnered with us and um yeah there's a lot of people we already have last Friday we had already 18 people so it's a matter um it's really a matter of how many we can take financially so if anybody's out there willing to uh help support that would be great too you can go right to our website to our donation page we are Desperately in need of financial support so that we can help these people
0: I have to ask you a question. This is totally off-topic And I'm, I'm not trying to take political sides on anything No problem But I have heard from from some experts on this that one of the problems with Lyme disease is the ticks are really multiplying because we don't do control burns anymore The control burns used to kill most of the ticks, but now they don't kill them at all
3: anymore.
4: Well, when I very first moved here, we, everybody in connect we came from Connecticut. We oh, were in Connecticut okay. for seven years. Um, I'm originally a California girl. Then we lived in Illinois for 14. Okay. Then we were in Connecticut for seven. And everyone out there, you pull up on Google tick spray and everybody sprays. And that's the way that, yeah. that they're killing ticks mm-hmm. currently on the East coast. So when I got here and then I was, di- I didn't get diagnosed until I came here to Minnesota. Oh,
7: really?
4: And so I decided we were on 13 acres and i decided i really need to spray Mm -hmm. and so you know it's uh it's a toss-up you kill a lot of other things when you spray for ticks yeah i know so um i put out tick tubes tick tubes are great because they because the mice yep the mice eat them and the that's that's one of the ticks biggest hosts of the mice and the, and the deer.
0: I didn't know oh. this, but I have a pet opossum that comes and looks in my door every. They're morning. really great.
4: <laughs> they eat them.
0: Like hunt thousands yes, of they them. Do. Yeah. Yeah. they eat them. And they get them like on them, and then they just eat them off themselves. And, and they become
4: because. immune to lime. <laughs> Guinea hens are the other ones, and I would love to have a whole yeah. flock of them. Yeah. I'm afraid they're get eaten by the eagles. Anyway, to answer your question, just real quick, um, uh, the only, you know, they don't die in the snow either. The the snow acts as a blanket. It has weird, amazing, gross things. It has to be below 10 degrees for an extended (laughs) amount of time before they will die off. So I spray my yard. I know my neighbors probably are not super happy with me, some of them, but, you know, you got to choose. Well,
1: the ticks go dormant. They can go dormant for years, right?
4: Well, I've caught a ton of ticks and put them in a Ziploc baggie because we send them in to get tested. And I'll tell you what, there's days where I've just wanted to see how long they would last. Yeah. I'll have them for months in that Ziploc baggie with nothing. And you they just lie there like they're hibernating. Sure. And you touch them, and then all of a sudden they wake
1: up. I, they're I've, supernatural. I've gone
2: dormant
1: for years, but that yeah. was depression. So that, so was that was depression. A little different.
0: We'll be right back in two minutes more right after this Tom Bernard
6: Tony Price from the Gold Star Ride Foundation here. I wanted to share a story from the road, since you already know about Gold Star families being those left behind when somebody's killed in the military, and you already know those people died for your freedom. So I woke up in a cheap motel somewhere in the mountains, and I shared stories with the manager. As I was leaving, a maid who had been listening, and her name is Shorty, ran out to ask me if she could donate. I said yes, and I tried to donate $30 with a credit card. It didn't work, and we made arrangements to meet at a coffee shop a block away after she went to an ATM. I got coffee and invited the people at the coffee shop to talk on our documentary, which they agreed to do. Then they made me pay for the coffee. It wasn't much, but still, when I turned around, there was the maid, Shorty, who handed me a $20 bill saying she couldn't donate 30 because she only had 20 Made me feel sorry for the young women in the coffee shop. Who couldn't come up with four dollars for my coffee thank you shorty goldstarride.org you
0: know i'm so proud of sound? cassie I um, thought she was going to play Put the Lime in the Coconut. No. I swear to God, I thought, I thought you were going to guess. I was wondering
2: if she could come up with a lime song. Lime I know, it's kind of
7: Like, Do to they have a tick old. song? I yeah. mean, there's like tick, tick, Well, there was boom. a movie. Wasn't there a movie about a tick? There yeah, was the a tick. comic book
4: The character. Tick. Yeah, yeah. The tick. yeah, yeah tick. that yeah. just came out, actually, you right? Know, you couldn't, it's, it's a you Barry Jefferson.
1: You couldn't
0: call a band The Four Tops today.
4: It would have a sexual connotation. That's true. It's on only on Four Bottoms,
0: Four Tops. Either, <laughs> way, you're, you're either, either way. way, you're screwed either way. I don't know if I'd want to be in the group called The Four Bottoms. Right? No, no, I don't uh, think am so. probably good by that one. That that works <laughs> just fine for me. But
4: I'm going to shoot out a little bit of a plug. So a friend of mine who is one of our guest speakers at our gala, Dana Parish, P-A-R-I-S-H, She's a singer-songwriter. She has her own Pandora channel. She's written a song called I See You. Mm-hmm. Um, so for next commercial break, you might be able to pull it up. Um, What's it's a- her name? Dana Parrish, P A R I So this is a song
1: about the intensive care unit? <laughs> <laughs> I see you. Uh,
4: I see you. She is a she's ears a, uh, right up. <laughs> survivor, and she and my doctor, Dr. Stephen Phillips, are writing a book called The Lime Book. So it's gonna be a reference book to
0: That's a help, good thing. Help yeah.
4: you. Figure out all of what's going on with Lyme disease. Buy a, a really copy and idea. give it to your doctor. Apparently, maybe that would help. Oh,
0: that's nice. Well, no, I'm saying that's, if they don't that's
5: know, that's not a bad
7: idea. Yeah. actually.
0: No, like, no, I understand. I found I'm Dana Parrish,
5: but I don't
7: see a song called "I See You."
0: Hmm. Dana Parrish is that's the hockey player. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
7: yeah. Well, he's a pretty good-looking, a pretty hockey player. No, it's a he's check. a
0: pretty hockey player. <laughs> um, you know, you're talking about you know intensive care unit ICU. I worked with a group called April Wine back when I was with Capitol Records. Oh, God. And I you remember guys can them. remember them? Yeah, I do. I know remember, April Wine. Remember one of their hits they had? Uh, uh, the song was no. called If You See K.
2: Oh, yeah. That was the name <laughs>
0: of the. If You See K, K-A-Y-E.
2: And they if, meant what you think they meant.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so we used to do that on the radio, just, you know. <laughs> if You See K. They'd be like, people would call in. They would, yeah. Like, if You See K. Just say it very quickly, because I think you're just—that's what you're
1: doing. Yeah, of course,
0: <laughs> That all works out in the end. So reference book. So we actually have come a long way, in maybe not curing Lyme, but a much better understanding of it. It seems to me.
4: Yeah, it's been around since the 70s. So, so we think. Uh-huh. Um, again, I'm no doctor, and I'm not an expert at Lyme, uh, Lyme disease. The Bay Area Lime Foundation, who we are close friends with, that is their mission is to find a cure. Mm-hmm. They, they raised, um, last year they raised over $800,000 at their gala. This year they raised about a million. And wow. it goes straight to research. They're very well connected to Stanford, Cal, Johns Hopkins, Duke, a bunch of different places. So that's their mission, and they are doing great work out there in the Bay Area. That's,
0: that's a great thing good to hear yeah absolutely Our actually our little jude has lyme disease our little, our little puppy mm-hmm.
5: oh. ah.
0: and he got lyme a long time ago but he was nuts before that so it didn't affect him he was he's out there
5: he is out there
0: honestly
2: you know what Arthritic? he's he's asymptomatic but mm. he did have a tiny little episode this spring that was kind of scary and they were like we don't know if it's related But we'll give him the antibiotics and blah, 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 and he pulled through it just fine. But Mm. I guess he can just all of a sudden get sick.
4: Dogs are very resilient. And uh, it takes a lot sometimes for some of them to show their signs, show their symptoms. Do they have
0: any idea why Lyme all of a sudden appeared in the 70s? It was not around. But Has it come and gone, do they think? Or did it just appear? I mean, how did that happen?
4: Well, if you talk to our good friend Jesse Ventura, he could tell you a different story. But that would be
0: your good friend, not
4: mine. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> he is our good friend.
0: Let me uh, just tell you something.
4: Uh, well, there was Tom a Bernard
7: group sucks. of <laughs> 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 There were
4: a group
1: hey, of sorry. moms. And it's a conspiracy. It's a
0: conspiracy to get me to move to Mexico and get off the grid. <laughs> oh, sorry, we okay. tease each other. There I were, used to be there a There were a group friend,
4: of moms. Yes. There were a group of moms in Lyme, Connecticut. Oh, and, yeah. yep. and their kids all had the same symptoms. And that's the gist of how they figured out that. Really?
5: Mm-hmm. So, but what do you think caused it to, yeah. to all of a sudden... I mean, I again. You're not an expert. I've often thought about this. This is sort of almost a rhetorical question. I wonder what was put into Lyme, Connecticut, introduced, right? Like the aphids were introduced to take care of. You know what? What was the unintended consequence to something that was introduced in Lyme, Connecticut, back
1: in the '70s? From what I've heard, the Lutherans brought them over here. (laughs) That's
0: what I heard.
1: The Lutherans.
0: Well, All I guess if things.
2: if you could figure out where any disease starts, yeah. I guess you, yeah, you're a zillionaire, and
0: and that, a genius. Yeah, that's pretty much true. But yeah, you're right. I mean, it could be, it could have been anything.
5: The frustrating. Do you know that story? I do not know that story. Plum Island. Oh.
0: Plum I, Island. I'm gonna
5: have to. I'm gonna have to do some research on that. Okay.
0: On Plum Island.
5: Yeah, and part of it is you don't want. You know, you don't want to give bad information or whatnot. No, but it is, exactly. it is a lot of researching and just. Kind of following your gut and being able, I think, in this path that Lisa's been on, that I was on to some extent, is truly just continuing to ask the questions and trusting your gut that something's actually going on that is not normal and finding the doctors that, although you want them to be arrogant, that are comfortable saying, you know what, I don't know, I don't know, but there's something going on. Let's see if we can send you here to look at this or here to look at that or here to look at this. And financially, this has crippled people. Crippled.
0: Oh, I'm sure. Crippled,
5: ruined people financially. Trying to figure this out because insurance does not cover it. And for a time, doctors that were treating this were actually um, threatened to have their licenses pulled. Really? mm -hmm, So now there's actually a moratorium on that. (laughs) while they figure this out but yes um Uh, they there has been i mean the stories are frightening and amazing and they will continue to come out but i remember sitting in the doctor's office hearing uh, talking to other people sitting there saying yeah i don't know where we're going to be able to come up with the next 200 dollars to pay for this or to pay for that or to pay for the vitamins or to pay for this because i
0: feel like i'm back at home in north minneapolis where are we going to get pill money? Yeah. <laughs> uh, yes, Mom. Except nowadays,
1: it's like sixty thousand a year yeah. for, for a lot of things. <laughs> yeah, that's is. very true.
0: Well,
7: it's if, if you want a lot of good information, there's a documentary. I mentioned it to Lisa. I've watched it a couple times. It's called Under Our Skin. Get your mm-hmm. tissues. And it talks yeah, about suppose, families yeah. that have gone through this and gone from uh, doctor yeah. to doctor. And it talks about how doctors have been threatened. Uh, to get their license pulled. And it, really? Yes. They consider it malpractice for treating right. people with antibiotics. It's I all, know. It's it 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 political. It,
4: it becomes political at, the, at, a, at a certain level, mm-hmm. as everything does, and it becomes about the dollar at a certain level. Oh, yeah, level. always. Always went, about the money. I it? went for, well, as I said, I went 16 years undiagnosed, and I went to every specialist for whatever my symptom was. So my first symptom, I have over 60 symptoms. So my first symptom was hearing loss in my left ear. So I go to an ENT. I'm thinking middle of July, 1999, I'm gonna go to an ENT because I probably have some weirdo allergies, felt really full, have tinnitus. Next one was my heart. Have these palpitations, takes my breath away. I go to a cardiologist. I could name you, you know, all these different specialists that I went to. And can I tell you how many of them said to me, I really think that it's maybe just in your head. It's all in it's your, all in your head, It's hysterical woman Which is standard disease. for people who have Lyme disease. We've heard it a thousand times. We think <laughs> yeah. you're crazy. I, yep. think you're, I think I'm crazy. What's going on? Ah, You know, I don't know. I mean, just recently, not well, a couple of years ago. I had this new symptom with my heart where my heart would race to 200 beats per minute and took my, took my breath away. My face was flushed, didn't know what was going on. I go to my doctor. I do an EKG, an x-ray and a blood test. Healthy as a horse. Well, of course I am. Right. Mm -hmm. Uh, I don't know, Lisa. I think that you, I think it's maybe just kind of in your head.
7: Yeah. I've been told that too, because I have Crohn's Uh, disease and mm. it, there's other symptoms besides just having digestive issues that follow along in that. And they're like, Well I mean, I remember going to the emergency room before I was even diagnosed and the doctor's like, Well, do you drink a lot? I'm like, No, the I don't wire, drink wire. much.
1: Did they ask <laughs> did they ask you if you're an Ashkenazi Jew? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, because that's the bane of the Ashkenazi mm-hmm. Jew is Crohn's and yeah. Similar things. Oh, no, yeah. I thought
6: you were going to say hypochondriasis.
0: <laughs>
6: no, no I,
1: I think I'm getting that.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: Hypochondriasis
6: of the knee.
0: Yes, I, need, exactly. I need surgery. Yeah. I, you I, know, do they think there's a there's a genetic element in it? Because you know Tay Sachs among the Jews. Right. Uh, Sickle cell well, among African Americans. If, you,
1: if you're a closely bred people,
0: you're right, right. That's you're what I mean. going <laughs> to yeah. Well,
1: it is. It is. No, it's true. It's He's right. Sadly, yeah. it's true. I mean, you're your own cousin <laughs> most of the time. That's why it's the Ashkenazi. It's not like every Jew, it's the Ashkenazi mm-hmm. Jews. Right, right. And I mean, I have all sorts of cousins and friends. Didn't
0: you have an uncle named Mr. Mister
1: Mister? Mister, my, my my uncle that that was my uh, he was my third cousin. Who's your
0: third cousin Mister Margulies,
1: who's by the way you could Google him.
0: Mister Mister.
1: Because he was he was you know <laughs> he was married to Susie Berman, whose All right. dad was the crime boss. Right. And he uh, he was eventually died of a heroin overdose, although I'm not totally convinced it was actually an overdose you
0: mean that he did it you're well, not convinced that you're, he did it when you're yeah. when
1: you're gay and you're married to the daughter of a crime boss well, Ooh, things could go yeah. south quickly yeah, <laughs> and he was a great
0: think it through
1: when i knew him when i knew him as a kid he was could a great go. kid I very talented very smart kid yeah. and uh
0: are you talking about yourself now?
1: <laughs> uh, well, maybe I see a little bit of him in me. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, I'm glad Could to be hear true. that. Well, you know, his, Could and, his, and his
1: dad was, you know, he was he was my third cousin once removed, and his dad, of course, wound up getting firebombed by the mafia. <laughs>
0: You and, I, you and I got of a lot course. of co- commonalities in our background. I yeah. had three uncles murdered, so, you know, yeah. it's great. No, Perfect.
1: Well, the, the, the crime. Don't
0: nod your head knowingly, Lisa. She's like, I can believe that. <laughs> people would well? kill someone in your family. Okay. Not, <laughs>
7: not surprising. Actually, oh. Catherine
0: went through that period, too. Her face was all flushed, but that was actually she found out we were really married. But
2: anyway. It <laughs> was a real priest. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it was really. It was a Deal. Okay, so the most important thing that I want to talk about, to kind of close this segment out, is how can people help out? There are lots of people who would love to help out. Whether Can they make donations to a certain place? Can they get involved? You said you, you have a you have a gala coming up on the 8th of September, is that right? Mm,
4: I do, and we're actually almost sold out completely. See, that's
0: wonderful.
4: Which is, which is wonderful. Um, but we're always looking for donations to help people.
0: Excellent. Now how do they do that?
4: They can go right to our website, TwinCitiesLime.org. And go right to our donation page. You can donate uh, time, you can donate money, and you can also donate stock. That comes from my husband's side.
7: Um, <laughs> put, I that, put that on there.
4: Actually, we've had two people that have donated stock, and it's been very helpful. Um, but um, you can go on there to get help as well. To go on, and um, if you if you maybe are even just looking for a Lyme literate practitioner, we can try to help get you to somebody who can look at you maybe you have the, the the means to be able to pay for yourself which would be great if you don't then we can assess your or review your assessment and see if we can get you to a lyme literate practitioner then. wonderful
0: so people can just it's twin that's correct now I'll,
7: I'll post the link to the website great, and you. all that stuff so people can find it easy
0: yeah people who listen to the show tend to t- tend to be very generous it's really nice so it'd be lovely there's It'll a lot of people lovely. out there.
4: I'm 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 overwhelmed. As of Friday last week I had 18 people and I'm also trying to do this gala and I don't have enough hands and I don't have, yeah. have enough time right this very second and so I've got these people waiting and I'd love to get them in to see somebody and it's I was in that position mm-hmm. I started this foundation because I don't want people to have to go undiagnosed and not know what is wrong with them. There's nothing worse than having something wrong with you and not knowing what it is. Right. So I really would like to get these people in, get them diagnosed properly, and get them some help.
0: How about getting Mike Gelfand help for his <laughs> emotional problems?
4: Well,
1: that that would take more than 18 uh, people. I'm a good cook, people. Mike. Come on, over. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Come on over and have
4: dinner with me, Mike. Exactly. I'm a good cook.
1: Well, you know, you know the. Uh, I, I was mentioning this before we started, but, you know, my, my friend's call me pc and I, like i always thought it was for for like you know politically correct, politically correct but actually yeah. it's for uh pre-existing conditions <laughs> 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 i am mean, a walking bundle of pre-existing conditions
0: <laughs> you and andy have a lot in common yeah and I we know. do I have, have a lot no lot question common. about that you guys don't get together and talk anymore well we should yeah you ex- you absolutely should get together I mean, at midnight yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we both just get up. Yeah, how to be great, fantastic. I, I do remember at little house gatherings, not really parties, but there were gatherings of people. I suppose there were parties, but it would be funny that Mike and Andy, our son, would stand there talking, and everybody would just go right around them because they have no idea what the hell they were talking about. <laughs> it's like I have no idea what you mean. By that.
1: Who would have thought it?
0: I know. Yeah, who would have thought it? Yeah, unbelievable. Th- those are those are fantastic days, though. I do remember one time Alex tried to talk you into going swimming in our pool. I was like, don't even bring it up. He's not going in the <laughs> pool. It's not happening.
1: No, it's uh, as far as I'm concerned, it's just a uh, – I feel like, you know, we've heard a lot about these days about the perjury trap. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's, that's the bacterial trap. <laughs>
0: <laughs> we'll be right back, Tom Bernard Show. Uh,